We've only just begun to live White lace and promises Hello and welcome. I'm Jillian Raymond, the co-creator of Juicy Bits and a Coalition Snow ambassador. And I'm Jen Gorecki, your co-host and the CEO of Coalition Snow. For those of you who are new, get ready to laugh, cry, and maybe pee your pants a little. Juicy Bits is about taking the conversations that we start on the chairlift and at the trailhead and bringing them to you to explore alternative narratives that challenge the status quo about what it means to be a modern woman in the outdoors. Grab your helmet because sometimes it's a bumpy ride. FYI, friends, this podcast is for mature audiences, so you've been warned. Let's get to work and juice the patriarchy. Here we are. Season five of Juicy Bits. I don't know who's more surprised that we've made it this far. Is it is it our listeners who are surprised that we're still doing this year five? Or is it us, Jillian? I don't know. I mean, it's really, it's really hard to say who's more surprised. Also, the other thing that's really difficult to know is, I mean, except for like all the analytics that tell us who who's actually how many people are listening, are people still listening to us? Ideally. The answer is yes, that you still uh, enjoy Juicy Bits. The, the, the point is the, the humor and the laughs, the occasional tears and the reflection. But we're, you know, really, I show up, though, just to hang out with you <laughs> because you're one of my most favorite people in the world. And so I just get to have conversations with uh, one of my besties and we record it and share it with the world. So here we are in season five of Juicy Bits. And we're going to do it. We're going to do this for the whole season because I just want to talk to you pretty much. <laughs> I I can't. <laughs> I actually, I kind of can't believe it because I feel like the time warp of the, the shit show we've been existing in. Um, I'll digress a little because those of you who've been with us for a while, you know, this happens regularly, but I had, you know, a, a great chit chat with, with a friend today caught up and she was dealing with someone like reeling for, for not really a reeling type experience, you know, and everyone has their, 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 uh, their life stories. We want to validate that, but it was like, you know, something simple, like stepping in gum. But the point was like, life has felt so fucking hard for everyone lately. And so for me, I'm like, wait, season five, I'm like, what are we doing? Where did the time go? Um, so I couldn't be more thankful to be here. Cause not only do I adore the conversations, but Jen, uh, as a friend and a mentor and someone who I love spending time with, it's one of the ways that not only does it help us get together, but it also helps us kind of, you know, check and, and learn from each other, which I feel like is a constant, constant part of the practice, right? And seeing where we're at. And for those of you who are new to Juicy Bits, um, welcome and um, sorry, and you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> we always have to put that out there, right? Uh, <laughs> You know, I don't, um, you know, I don't say unpack anymore. So you're welcome. And uh, 
<laughs> but I'm still kind of unpacking shit all the fucking time, trying to figure out where it came from, where it's going. But really, here, you know, here's what you can expect. This sense of us um, coming from conversations on the trail, on the chairlift, which I was actually thinking of today on my smoky run, which was which was less than than glorious. And I was like, you know what, Jen? I feel like we've kind of fucked up a little because we actually haven't been able to be on the trail and on the chairlift a ton together. So I know for me, a lot of the conversations I'm starting and ending are in my own head. And so then getting us together here to record helps. And what also helps is the connection and the relationship and us being supported by Coalition Snow, you as the CEO, me as an ambassador since the beginning, our love for the mountains, our love for getting humans out on the snow, for getting our humans outdoors. And I really feel that we, you know, we we were doing the best we can, right? And I have a I have a little one. Those of you who've been with us have maybe heard Micah on on air or you've you know, you heard me talk about her, but she re- reflected to me recently one of my phrases, and I, I couldn't have been more proud, but I was also pretty stunned. I say to her often, like, you know, we're, we're, we're our best selves every day. We're, we're showing up as we are, and we're not perfect. And so I had a moment of, you know, spazzing out or doing something, and she put her hand actually on me, so soothing. And she was like, Mommy, you know, you're not perfect. You're just showing up as you are. And I was like, motherfucker. You are like, <laughs> reflecting it back at me, but it is so in context and it's so perfect because it's helping me chill the fuck out. Um, and so thank you, Micah, when you listen to this someday when, you know, mature audiences only um, for all my students. Oh, I yeah, know, we, sh- we should say that. that yeah. Earmuffs every time, every time it's never, it's never not going to not have the F-bomb dropped a bunch of times in sexual innuendos. I use every time. Every time. Yeah. I'll just, I mean, yeah. I mean, all the time. Cunt, vibrator, fuck, cunt. I appreciate you bringing that up because I think it is important both for new listeners and to also remind existing listeners that we're just two human beings. Uh, We're just people. And we actually do as individuals, we are actually really committed to growth and learning and to social justice. And we have been for a really long time, mm-hmm. like decades, mm-hmm. decades through careers and graduate degrees and um, community work and partnerships. You and I have been doing that like in separate, like in sort of separate ways, but you know, we, we come together here and there's absolutely nothing that we say that is, um, the gospel and it is not, uh, we are not perfect and we will make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we certainly, and, and also I think it's important to think about juicy bits, like in the context of all the things that we do, like this is not, this podcast isn't the end all be all of the work um, and of our, of, of our contributions to community. It's a piece of, so we would really, I really encourage people um, to sort of participate participate in a lot of the different things that we do at coalition, whether it be CSU magazine or operate a light or, you know, the random shit that happens on our Instagram or the newsletter that I send out every Thursday called lady parts or the clubhouse, which um, is an incredible resource for people um, and, and, and community. And there's all these things going on and, and really juicy bits is this like teeny sliver of just conversation between two friends mm-hmm. who've chosen to just kind of open it up to the world. And we're normally, I mean, we're like relatively crass most of the time. Um, 
moderately articulate. We do <laughs> sometimes more than others. Um, that's interesting. We, we, that's interesting. No, I'm, I'm kidding. We we do, um, but we you know we this is this is like a way that that we connect, and we hope that it that um, the conversations that we have here connect with our listeners too. And these are like these are the conversations with your friend, like. These are the conversations you have when you're on the trails. These are the conversations you have on the trail lift. These are the conversations you have, you know, when you in the parking lot. Like this is just the random shit you talk about, and, and that's what we do here on Juicy You Bits. might think about finding some new partners because the energy and time we put into planning and the weather and all the things that go around that's important, right? It needs to keep us safe, and we're you know we're kind of like we're accessing things in a way so we can ski another day so we can have a successful backpack so we can um, feel safe. But we also want to take those spaces and like use for me very much. So that, that energy and that, that time in the mountains is totally a refuel and a, and an, and an energizer to do good work and to do deep work. So you're out with the right people. You're having those conversations that you learn from others. You're the teacher to others. And then you're also to your point, Jen, of like, we, you know, we, we're, we're constantly learning and we also love the feedback that comes to us that calls us out when we're not in the right. Cause we don't, we're not perfect, right? We're showing up as we can. And what I love is when we get the opportunity to learn from listeners, I also get a piece when friends are like, Jillian, I've missed you. So I re I be, I re binge season one and two. Cause I just wanted to hear your voice. And I'm like, you're thank you. That's adorable. Slash like, what else can I do better? What else can we learn? And what else did you get from that? Cause to your mention of the social justice work, I can picture, and I was driving this route recently because we were on evacuation. I was coming back over the 17 and, you know, on my way back from the coast. And I remember sitting with one of my first principals. So this is, you know, 16 years ago. And I, and I made the comment around our um, schedule and the lack of equity I saw in relationship to um, where our students of color were. And I was like, you know, for me, this is really like a social justice issue. And she turned to me and she was like, what do you mean? Like, like, what is that? And I was like, all right, well, if I'm the one, if I'm the, you know, 27 year old new teacher defining this for you, then this is giving me a whole window into the world and the systems of education that need complete, um, you know, shared language and a, and a complete understanding of how flawed the system is and how dysfunctional it's been. And so it's, it's one of those points that I look at where I was like, all right, my work is then to be able to bring the best that I can to these spaces. And sometimes I do that on the show a little, I'll get off on like those education um, tangents and I've gotten funny messages. I have two teacher friends that listen. So hi, I won't say their names. They're hopefully they're, they're here with us in season five, but they've come back and, and literally given me the like, thank you. Cause you address something in juicy bits that was pissing me off. That's happening like in our district. And I'm like, awesome. I'm not trying to name stuff and I'm not trying to call people out. I'm just, there's a, as you said to it there, we're both doing it through our, our separate angles. Well, I think that that's a, that's a really good way. I think to start off this first episode is, is around our lenses. So you're an educator and um, you have um, PhD in education, right? A doctoral, like so. You you have like you have gone through um, extensive education to become a leader in educating. You're a high school teacher, like that's what you've you've chosen you've chosen to do. Um, you've always advocated for your students. Um, you've done so much with trying to get them to particularly first generation students to get into college, um, which is pretty spectacular. And that's, that's kind of like been your 
lens. And, and for me, you know, I'm someone who has spent a considerable amount of time in East Africa with a nonprofit that I started there and, and building a, a Kenyan team to sort of like decolonize the nonprofit that I, I started a nonprofit world. Um, obviously through coalition snow as a small business owner, um, just generally living life in a way that women are told not to live. I'm 44 years old. I am not married. I never have been. I do not have children. I never will. And like what that means to sort of just like not fit the mold ever. Um, and I think where you and I come together is our love of theory and, um, information and accuracy um and just sort of like looking at acknowledging our the privilege that we have in this world and what is it that we can do to make this world a better place um so you just sparked a great memory for me when you brought up um your the childless by choice right so i'm gonna take mm. a few, if i can like a few of my favorite favorite uh, juicy bits that we've done over the last yes. four seasons because it's almost like an anniversary. I, I don't really know. It is. It's, it's like your five. Years. So maybe we'll just you know what I, you got a bottle of bullet coming your way, gal, and I can't wait to drink it with you. We could have it like what we'll be like the brown liqueur. Because that's how it that's how it started. But it's that's like five years roll. of a yeah. podcast. Like five years in podcast life equals like thirty years in real life. Is like kind of like dog <laughs> life. It feels like it a little bit. <laughs> um, so we have from our. This is from season one. So we're going way back. Yep, yep, yep. I'm in it, right? And this was the uh, children two takes. So Jillian, there are some women who definitely feel the pressure, like they have to get married, they have to have kids. And society tells them that that's where they'll find their worth. And that's where, you know, that's how they're defined. And I think what ends up happening is if you hit a spot where you can kind of see yourself outside of that, and it's a little bit of a, a shift. And it's also, I would say it takes a little bit, I don't know if courage is the right word, but the place to say, well, I don't care if I get married. I don't care if I have kids. And you find the things that actually bring you some great joy. My goal in college wasn't to find a husband. It was to be bilingual. And I studied abroad in Spain. And so I think it comes down to you putting some of your priorities and things that actually give you great joy as opposed to maybe a societal pressure. What I loved about this so much was we have a lot in common, right? But our position on children, very opposite ends. And I came to, you know, being a mom way later. I will say to all my mom friends out there that are listening where your kids are older than mine, like I was pretty insensitive to moms and to children. <laughs> like they would show up at places and I'd be like, well, that was your fucking choice. That's your problem. Like, I don't, why? Like, I don't care. It doesn't have to be, the music doesn't have to be low, lower. I don't have to be more sober. Like, again, you brought a kid, you did that. Because <laughs> they're, they're kind of like, again, and I'd actually like other children other than my own, but it's, they're pretty fucking annoying and they're completely demanding and they're a hundred percent energy sucking. And you know, like I hear mom, 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 mom. I hear it sometimes a hundred times before 8am. Like there's, it's very real. So pre choosing to be like, you know what? I think I actually want to have a family and I'm very thankful that I could, we could, we have a, health, a healthy child. We have a little tripod as we call ourselves, but man, I was like, fuck all of you and your kids. And so what I love is it was like, we were kind of on the same page. Right. And then till until we weren't. And then I love the, um, 
just the reshaping of childless by choice, child free, just really setting it up and stop asking women. So spoiler alert, we're going to go through the like shit to stop saying um, as we get into season five, but it's so interesting. And maybe Jen, you still get asked it, right? The should have's like, well, when are you having kids? Why don't you have kids? We get it a lot with why aren't we having more? And then I get the lecture about siblings and who's going to take care of the fill in the blank. And I'm like, aha, uh-huh, we're done. Like, thanks. This was fun. Like for the playground chat, but I'm going to have, let my daughter like kick some wood chips at you and we're going somewhere else. Cause it's just not anyone's business. So for me, favorite, one of my favorites, cause there's a lot and I'll, and I'll let you kind of chime in, but I really appreciate it. Cause again, we come from opposite ends of a spectrum sometimes, and then we can just make it work. And you, I have to say, Aunt Jen, you're fucking great with kids. I'm not telling you to have your own. I actually, really, I actually am. I you am. are, you're fucking mm-hmm. awesome. And I, it's really, it's really cool. Cause you connect, um, you know, Micah loves you when she hears Reno, she's like, Jen lives there. And we drove to the airport. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is Jen. And it's like, there's a connection. So you, you know, it's fine. I'm a very good auntie. One of my favorite episodes, I'm just, okay, because the episode is all about a real experience that we had in real life, which is Dude Soup. So on today's show, which is notably episode one for Juicy Bits, we're going to talk about Dude Soup. Mm. So that entire episode of Dude Soup was really like that entire episode came together because Jillian and I were at the Snow Sports of America SIA trade show. This was prior to SIA and Outdoor Retailer merging, right? So it was just Snow Sports. There were not all these other outdoor brands to sort of like temper the vibe. And we had a small little booth there which was then co-opted by other brands who loved our idea of like the tiniest home, which was the outhouse. We had this amazing like outhouse um, scenario. There's photos to prove it. And we did this test, excuse me, I was drinking wine. That was that pause. We did this test of how would people respond to somebody walking through the trade show with toilet paper on the back of their foot. So we had custom toilet paper printed out that said, um, hope your days as nice as your ass, coalition snow. And we were like putting this toilet paper everywhere. Well, Jillian put a piece of toilet paper on her foot underneath her, on the, on her heel and was walking through the trade show. And I was recording it like maybe 20 feet behind. And some people were like, excuse me, ma'am, you have something on your foot. And other people were just laughing behind her back. And so then I would go up to people and be like, why are you laughing at her? Like, why wouldn't you just say, excuse Like, so it's this whole thing. They did not, okay, surprise, surprise, the guy, the guy, the, the white cis men, straight men did not like it when we were like, why are you being dicks? Mm-hmm. They did not like being called out on that at all. You coined the term dude soup, which was basically like being in this, like this gravy, this liquid, like surrounded every bit of your fucking body. There's no space. And you're just surrounded by dudes, by toxic bros. And it's like all over you like soup. You know, Jillian and I have had this experience multiple times at different industry events where you walk into a room and it just feels like you're not, you don't fit in. And there's this energy and any woman who's been in the same position, I think, I think there's probably a lot of women right now, like nodding their heads and and laughing a little bit, but the, the dude soup is 
this feeling of not being able to escape a male energy that really has permeated most outdoor spaces. I think it's because of that is one reason why you see a lot of women wanting to do their own thing and having women-only events and, you know, like Coalition, having a women-only company because you don't feel included. And I don't think it's just the dude soup not fitting in, like, where's my penis? I think it's the invitation that's sort of invisibly extended to males and not to females, yet by females not feeling included, there's a lot that's missing from the table. And I think that level of diversity, that ability to bring in different skill sets and and frames of mind would really benefit from it. And I think the males in the industry would benefit from it as well, but because that's how it's always been done, to have the women-only companies, the women-only industries, it feels as if it's like competition or it's in reaction to as opposed to being like, no, we're trying to open the space more. We don't want the guys to get all steamy and soupy when we bring this up. It's like we're kind of opening up the conversation to be able to talk about it in a way that isn't defensive or that isn't guilt-provoking. We recorded an entire episode on Dude Soup, which I think is going to go down in history as like one of the greatest episodes ever. When was that? Season two? Or was no, that season one? I'm looking at it. I think that was our very f- first episode. And we're so good. We kept episode? it to the juicy bit. Oh. And we're like, I think we're recording this in my bedroom with the blankets on the windows, really close to each other, like using garage oh, band right. and those funny big microphones. Because the thing we that had was real microphones. Yeah. Is I was like, wait, I can't name this. I'm like, they're cooking sausages. They're just drinking. I love all this shit, but oh my God, where? There's no space. There was no space, which I think is also a really nice testament to the evolution in respect to the humans that you interview, to the work that we've been able to do um, around inclusion and just the sense of, well, fuck that. That's what it is. It doesn't want, it's not what it has to be. So this idea of like the things being constructed and things being like the quote unquote normal, or this is how it is. No, it's, it doesn't have to be. So we get to do something yeah. different. And as long as we make the space for it and we're louder and we, we're persistent and we're focused and we're fucking funny, that's good. We'll take that. Well, we, you and I, you and I think we're funny. I know. Well, I will say we're pretty I mean, fucking we funny. are hilarious. I will say Me Too was one of my, and again, I'm going way back because mm. one of the things with that is to me, not only is, is, it, is it a favorite because there was a lot of vulnerability in it, but I'm also like, hello, like we're still fucking battling daily. There's a misconception that things like this don't happen to strong women. People don't think that strong women face emotional and physical abuse or that we suffer or that perhaps we're strong because we've had to deal with this shit. And when I was going through my situation, my friends couldn't believe that someone like me would tolerate this abuse and be in so much fear every single day. And what I realized is that this isn't really about women being strong or weak, because it's not about us. It's about weak men. Weak men who haven't joined the 21st century. Weak men who are afraid of change, who can't acknowledge their insecurities, who cannot see past their historical privilege. Weak men who feel better about themselves and expand their power by making others feel like shit. I know what society has taught them that they can do and think that they can get away with. And who is going to be on my side 
God forbid, or in a situation where I'm needing to speak up for myself. And I've seen this happen in, in workplace environments, in friends and relationships, and it kind of goes back to what you started us with in that idea of, you know, seeing it on social media and seeing women's stories pop up. It's like, yes, you've been maybe given a, a little bit of like that safety in numbers, but the awareness has been there for like for thousands of years. You know, Me Too movement, I heard a lot of men say we had no idea that this was such an issue, and perhaps that's because women have learned that you are safer when you are silent. It's always a battle. It's always a battle. So just what we're looking at right now with um, voter suppression, looking at things related to abortion, and looking at ways in which there's a constant attack on rights that allow women's to not only to be believed, to be heard, to be um, seen as agents of their own fucking lives and change. Everybody just has to go listen all the way through up through season one right now. I think that's, that's what this is. It's like we're like welcome to season five. Says. If you're new, yeah. pause. Stop me right now, unless you already go have, back. which you might have. Yeah. And you need you go back. We're all we're there, and then you can kind of get you get all the things. Oh my God. Ugh. Oh, can you please get back on Tinder? Because I would love to do another fucking training. Oh my God. We go from, so what industry do you work in? And then his next message is sweet. So I like women. <laughs> I can't even. So I like women your age for many simple reasons. I think you're very attractive and I'd like to meet you to see if we click. Not looking for anything more than going and doing something fun every once in a while when you're in town and have time. I have an explosive amount of sexual energy that I'd like to share with someone of quality. Wow, Max. Way to fucking bring it. I'm saying like we're literally. We're literally. One, two, three, four, five. That's message six. I've read it a few times. Like, how do you respond to that? Like, hey, Max. Hey. Hey, Max. Great to hear you have so much explosive sexual energy. Like, what? Like, cool. If you, so do you go and now, like, I, you know, I use the internet. I love the internet. <laughs> do you go then and, I mean, are you writing a review for this guy? Do you give him There's no stars? No, okay. um, it doesn't Do you work go back and, and unswipe? <laughs> Maybe I cannot. No, no, don't. No, do it. No, no, I love you too much. You're too. Important. I'm not getting back on Tinder and I'm happily a hundred percent single right now. Like no, no mm. human in my, uh, tons of friends, tons of friends, but no intimate human. I am so fucking happy. I can't even stand it. I, I ended a thing recently mm. and I like woke up the next morning and I was like, oh my God, I feel so good. Who knew how good it could feel? So I am so happily single right now that I cannot get onto any dating apps. Although I don't think there's anything wrong with dating apps. Yeah. Hinge is my preference. I think it's more fun. It's the it's the the funnest of the apps if you just want to like fuck off, fuck around. It's like a fun app. Uh so no judgment on anybody who's on them. I just actually don't know if it's possible for me to form relationships with people after COVID and after all the shit in the world because I have zero tolerance. I cannot hear your air quote, if you're watching this video, air, opinions about 
why vaccines maybe aren't good or not wearing masks or anything about BLM or all the things. There are so many things now where I'm like, I can't talk to you. So it's this wild card to meet someone new because the likelihood of it ending and me telling someone to fuck off Mm. and then I leave and then it's like wasted time and money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I probably like, you know, slapped a fucking couple twenties down on the fucking table and it's a few hours of my life. I'm never going to get back. This is a scenario I've built in my head. Also, I could meditate around this because these are the stories that we tell ourselves Mm. and Christy Peoples taught me that. And so I can like chill on that, but, um, I don't want to meet new people. I'm happy with the people in my life. Mm. I have a good group of people that there, we don't have to debate the things that aren't debatable, but if, I do decide that I'm going to get back on dating apps. I'm gonna, I will get back on Hinge and I will just go to town and then we can record around what happens, which will likely be lots of cis straight men matching with me, talking with me and never being able to seal the deal. That is likely what will happen on dating So we could apps send them a link do. to from season two, We're Not Nice, which was another one I loved. Yeah. Nice is how we're supposed to be. Nice is just so easy until you think about all of the repercussions of it being one of the strongest forms of cultural capital. Niceness maintains social structures. It helps keep things clean, orderly, homogenous, and controlled. Niceness requires angry people to shut the fuck up. Perhaps that's why I don't get invited to holiday dinners at anyone's house anymore. But I have this hunch that you're not nice either, even if you come across that way. Because you and I both recognize that we live in a world where we can't afford to be anything but nice. Because if you're not, you won't get that raise, or that date, or those insta-likes. You won't get all of the things that society has promised you. Nice is limiting. Nice is dumb. Nice reinforces toxic masculinity and racism and oppression of all kinds. Niceness restricts our agency. It's what's gotten us into this mess in the first place. Now, to be clear, I'm not advocating for people to be assholes. We've got enough of those around. I would love to see people be kind. Kindness is hard. I'm so sick of having to be fucking nice. I, and this, I, I re I kind of talked about this in the episode. I'm actually a very kind human, but I'm always not always nice. And I'm sick of defending that it's New York and it's East coast. And it's this, cause it might be all of that, but I don't care. I've lived in California for 20 years, but I'm like, no, it's actually just being fucking efficient. And I'm like, sometimes you are not deserving of the energy and I will be kind to you. And I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to, but I'm not, um, yeah, we're not nice. And that's what we're not nice. No, I, and I, so we, we had an episode on that. I wrote a whole piece. I think that, I think oh. that the piece that I wrote where I spoke, I, I presented this at outdoor retailer. I think mm-hmm. that was like the mm-hmm. intro to this. And one thing, so like one thing that's really stuck with me from that podcast, that episode that you and I did was your partner who is amazing. I just love Brennan to death. Like every single thing about him. I just like, he's so fun. I can hang out with him without you all the time. As you know, we do. I know. Um, He's 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 a good human. He's so good. But I remember you telling me that some of the people in his life 
have come to him and been like, uh, Jillian, like, is she, can you blah, blah, blah. And what, what totally got me about that is that I have known you for so long Mm -hmm. and never once in my life have I been like, Ooh, uh, Jillian, can you tone it down that like, and I just thought like, there are just people, I mean, as we all know, who cannot deal with strong women, Mm -hmm. just can't fucking deal with it. And here are these motherfuckers going to your partner as if he actually has any control over you to tone you down. But also he married you for who you are. So what the fuck is that noise? It is so obnoxious that anybody would even like bring anything up to him. But then also it's just incredibly surprising to me because I'm like, I don't see her like that. So what's wrong with all of them? Uh, yeah. Well, and also you don't, well, you, how would I say you could probably like maybe picture, but I'm going to just give a little, for those of you who've listened, you know, I love my S on the C and I love my, you know, there's two types of women. There's two types of women. We're going to take a little, like, you know, the way we were, um, the Katie girl and the curly haired girls. And I'm like, the one thing about Brennan is like, he loves the fact that I'm going to speak my fucking mind. And I think he also is the like, but he's also the like essential peacekeeper. And I'm like, Brennan, you're so, you're so beyond that. Like it's fucking bullshit. Cause the fact that this person is threatened by the fact that like I, you and I are partners and we're like equals and we do things together. It's so fucking old. It's so lazy. It's so boring. And it's, it's toxic. I won't be around it. I won't expose my daughter. It's bullshit. And that's where he's kind of like, well, and I'm like, no, we're done. We're done. We're done. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't. It's just not worth the energy, and I also feel. Pardon me, I'm not going to have even fucking sympathy. It's like a compassion, maybe a compassion thing, but I'm like, I don't know. Just there's such a wider world, and I, I, you, you, you're well traveled. I know you're not gallivanting, right? We're still not there yet. You're still not Mm. gallivanting. No, Um, that was another good, good bit from an episode. But having lived in different places around this country, lived around the world. There's definitely a sense of a bubble in this community that I do choose to call home and I'm very grateful for, but I also find frustrations in. And one of my great mentors was like, part of the reason that you're meant to then land back there is so that you can be that voice of, you know, some, some disruption around all the the bubble noise, you know, like, so you can be the one the loud voice at the table. You can be the one that brings certain things up because everyone just can put their blinders on and think nothing's really wrong. And I'm like, awesome. Mm-hmm. I will take that with, you know, momentum because it's kind of who I am anyway. And I like, I don't know. I, I, I'm on. The, yeah. Well, so one of the things that I'm thinking about right now is here we are reminiscing about the early years of, of juicy bits as we acknowledge that we're in year five and holy shit, our lives are so different. Like you have a child, right? Like you have a, you have a child. We've been through a global pandemic. Um, we have like everything in our lives has just been completely appended and we're having these conversations in a completely different world than we were five years ago. And, you know, certainly you know, the world in which we experience now, it's different for everyone. And, and the world has always been difficult for the global majority, always, right? And and we're privileged in, to be able to, like, enjoy the things that we enjoy. But um, this is the conversations that we have and the, the things, like, 
we're not having these conversations about like traveling the world and you know being at trade show doing like it just because it doesn't exist for us anymore although i did get to go back to kenya this summer and that was lovely but um i don't know here here we are it's it's season five um we have some things planned for all of you we have some some really um i'm just like just fun like we just want to have fun and have interesting conversations uh we have some things planned we have some people who we're going to interview that we're really excited about and our season sort of runs like through the winter like through the ski season so think of us as you're like October through early May companions as you drive up the mountain you can put us on play um and even though we have things planned we would absolutely love to hear from all of you so if you've made it this far this is your call to action we would love to hear from you if there's anybody who you'd like for us to interview or if there's certain conversations that you'd like for us to have or issues that you'd like for us to um, discuss. And you can email us, hello at coalitionsnow.com. You can actually reach out, anything Coalition Snow, any way you reach out to us, like DM us on Instagram, live chat, email, any in the clubhouse, anything that you do. If, if you just say, like, these are some things that we'd love for you to talk about, people we'd like for you to interview, we will do our best to make that happen. I'm just, like, a bit surprised. Like, even Kid last night was like, are you still recording Juicy Bits? Like, how long has that been? We're still doing this. And it's, um, I don't know, Jillian, I think we're just going to keep doing this I because you and I couldn't agree more. I'm like, we're not stopping. Love each other. And hopefully somebody else wants to listen in. That's yeah. it. We're here for you, those of us, excuse me, those of you all that have been with us. And the other thing I would say, Jen, reach out to us. But I also, here's another call I'd love to have is you're that human that's sitting there being like, I want a beer and juicy bits. I have a lot to say. I'm that person. Tell us. That would be so fun. Because I will say, going back to just one last little tidbit of a fave episode, because we're trying to keep it to a juicy bit. But one of our gals that have supported us that reached out after our um, episodes on abortion and some of the, the, the yeah. hard work that we were like, we're going to do this. Not only Jen. was it a yeah, super um, positive connection, but somewhere we were like, come on, talk to us. Like it's, this is a thing. Let's do this. It's not um, exclusive. It's so be that person. That's like, you want me on your show and we will. We had a conversation with somebody who's pro-life. We had a pro-life yeah. episode. She's yeah. pro-life. Yeah. We're pro-choice. And we a hundred percent had the most productive yeah. conversation yep. was with this. Imagine that in the world that we live in today, that we had a productive conversation with a pro-lifer and yeah, Jen, shout out to you, Jen. You know, yeah. you're there. You're listening. We got Thanks, you. Man. I know. Cause again, we want, we want the challenge. We want the community. And again, we're here to listen and learn and not be perfect, but fucking show up every day um, to do the work. Yep. All right. Everyone, so now now you know. We're happy that you're here. We'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us. Hello at Coalition Snow um, or any Coalition Snow channel. And we cannot wait uh, to share this winter season Woo. with you. Happy here anniversary, Woo. Thanks, <laughs> Julian. So much of life ahead. We'll find a place where there's room to grow. Yes, we've just begun